Welcome to Freedom in Christ Alpha this morning. We are going to pretend that we are an Alpha group today and go through some of the content of one of the Alpha sessions. So that is going to be our fifth Sunday today. If you you notice that we had some celebration cookies, we had some food. Okay, I also need to apologize to off-campus. I didn't get you cookies. I didn't drop them off at your house, but I'll wait if you want to go run to the kitchen real fast and grab some cookies so you don't feel left out, like go right now. And it's not because I don't love you. It's because I don't have time to drive to all of your houses. Okay, just, I needed to say that. I need to get that off my chest. I was feeling a little bad that I was neglecting my off-campus family who I love. Um, so we have cookies, we're celebrating. And also, Alpha is about hospitality and fellowship and food. So as part of Alpha, when you do it in person, there's always a big meal. So these cookies, which I hear rumblings about, which means some people are enjoying them, which makes my heart happy. Uh, this is part of the Alpha experience. You come together, you enjoy food. If you're doing it online, you have to provide your own food, but that's okay. And you ask questions. Alpha's um, symbol is a question mark. So if you, on Again, off campus, I have failed you so deeply today. You can't see our question mark balloons, but we have question mark balloons and red, and that symbolizes Alpha because we are going to be celebrating our, the opportunity that we have to share our faith with those around us. Today, we're going to ask the question, should I share my faith? And spoiler alert, the answer is yes. We've spent the past few weeks, if you've been with us, going through some of the hard questions about our faith and doing what we've called a reconstruction. So rebuilding some of the foundations of our faith. And so out of that, then the natural inclination should be to share. To share your faith, to share the thing that changed your life. I'm excited today because it's not just going to be me that you're hearing from and you all can breathe a sigh, breathe a sigh of relief. We have some people that are going to share their stories about how they're sharing their faith and what that looks like in the world, uh, in their world. And because here's the bottom line. We are called to share our faith. Whether you are terrified of doing it, whether you feel unqualified to do it, whether you feel, I don't know, unsure about doing it, whatever it is you feel about it, your feelings are slightly irrelevant Jesus cares about your feelings, but they are slightly irrelevant because we are called to share the news of Jesus. We know this because Jesus himself told us to. The word go appears in the Bible 1,514 times. Now, all of those aren't Jesus telling us to go, obviously, but going is an important concept in the Bible. Jesus told people to go, go and tell, go and share, tell this good news of what I have done and what I am doing. Tell other people. One of the most famous verses about this, and I'm sure many of you, if you've grown up in the church, know it, it's called the Great Commission, and it says this. Matthew 28, 19 to 20. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of the age. Jesus tells us to go and share, to go and tell what he has done. That's the first reason we know that we are to share our faith with others. The second reason is because of God's great love for us. We share our faith because of a deep love for people, a deep love for God's creation. Uh, the word gospel, 
which is what we call the first four books of the Bible, which is what we call the good news about Jesus. The word gospel is literally translated into good news. We share because Jesus wants the entire world to have this good news. Out of an abundance of love for our fellow humans, we share what Jesus has done in our own lives. We share the news of how he changed us. We share our experience with Jesus because there is a world that is hurting, that is broken. And most of us at some point have been in that place. We have been hurting. We have been broken. And there is one person who put us back together. And that is Jesus. And what he did for us in our own lives, he is desperate to do for those that are still out in the world hurting. Now, some of you find it very easy to talk about your faith. I am not. I'm a pastor on a stage here. I do not find it particularly easy in one-on-one situations. I um, get in my own head, and I get real nervous, and I'm afraid of offending people, and I'm afraid of saying the wrong thing, and I'm afraid of representing Jesus wrong, and I could come up with a list of reasons why I'm not good at it. Some of us are just more introverted, and it just doesn't feel natural. But here's the thing. It doesn't matter. And there's more good news besides the good news of Jesus There is no one-size-fits-all way to sharing your faith. It's a bit like, do you remember reading those choose-your-own-adventure books when you were a kid? It's a bit like that. You are called to do it, but you don't have to do it how Jack does it. You don't have to do it how Dave does it. You don't have to do it how Nicole does it. You have to do it how God is calling Joel to do it. You choose your own adventure, and then you follow the path as God leads you, and you get to the end. Now, okay, some of those choose your own adventures, this analogy dies, because sometimes you died. Do you remember that? And it was terrible. So that's, you know, we're going to stop the analogy there. But most of them follow to the end of the adventure, and there's a grand celebration at the end because you chose your path, you chose your way, and this is where it ended. We're going to follow that path. Last year, we started our very first Alpha course with some very, very capable, wonderful leaders did it with me. And um, it was a really great experience. We had people coming into our group that were excited, I think, to ask some questions, to get some answers, and to figure out who Jesus is. So... We're going to go through some of these principles today. We have now run two Alpha courses, and we are getting ready to start our third one. And one of the sessions is, called, is all about sharing your faith. And Nikki Gumbel is the creator of Alpha. He was the gentleman that was on the screen there a few minutes ago. He's really, okay, even if you don't want to do Alpha, he's really fun to listen to. He has really great things to say. His voice is phenomenal. So just get the videos and listen to them. You won't be sorry you did. Uh, But he has something that he calls the Uncle Norman factor, and I love it so much. So people often talk about a member of their family who is this amazing Christian, lived their whole life following God. They are just the example and the pinnacle, but they never talked about their faith. They just lived it. And Nikki calls this the Uncle Norman factor, and he says, everyone has an Uncle Norman who is this amazing Christian. But the question Nikki asks is this, how did Uncle Norman become a Christian? How did he find out who told him? Because whether you grew up in church, or you started coming as an adult, or a teenager, or however you started coming to church, each and every one of us was told about Jesus whether it was your parents, your grandparents, your neighbor, a Sunday school teacher, 
I don't know, maybe it was somebody on the street holding a sign that said the end is near. I don't know. Every single one of us was told about Jesus. We are called to be that someone in someone's life. We get the privilege, it's a privilege, guys, to share about what Jesus has done in our lives with others. We can tell others about our faith. We do this by being present in people's lives. You can't share your faith if you're not present. We represent Jesus with our presence around those who are seeking. Matthew 5, uh, 13 to 16 says, You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your he- Father in heaven. We share Jesus by being salt and light in your places of influence. Salt brings flavor, but it's also used, especially in the ancient world, for preservation. It preserved the meat. You are preserving the goodness of God in your society, in your places of influence. You are bringing the goodness that is pushing back the dark by having the presence of God in you. We, we are salt and light by acts of kindness, by your integrity, by your authenticity, by your honesty by your humility, you are gracious, you are trustworthy, you are kind, and the list goes on and on and on. It's a long list, (laughs) but you don't have to accomplish it on your own. The Holy Spirit goes in you and through you and before you. Be the person in your office in the lunchroom that washes the dishes for everyone else. Be the person that answers truthfully, even when it makes you look a little bit bad. When someone asks you, uh, when you notice that maybe someone isn't looking so good, ask them how they're doing and actually care about the answer. You can share Jesus just by being present and being the person that he's calling you to be. And then as you're present, opportunities come that allow you to move beyond that Uncle Norman who is just a great Christian that never talks about it because you do need to move beyond that. You can't stay just being present. You need to move into a next step which is talking about it. And that's where a lot of us get real, real anxious (laughs) about it. Uh, 1 Peter 3.15 tells us to always be prepared to give an answer. And I don't know about you, but a lot of us panic. What if I get it wrong? What if I don't know what to say? What if I don't answer it right? Here's the truth. All you have to do is be honest. You just have to tell people what Jesus has done in your own life. You don't have to have all the answers. You don't have to have a theological degree. You don't have to know the hard questions that people are going to ask. And you can say that. I don't actually know the answer to that. That's a really great question. Uh, I, I can ask some people, here's what I know. Here's what Jesus did for me. Here's how I make peace with that question. Or whatever that is. See, it's not... Uh, being pushy. We also, we're always afraid of being, oh, not always, okay, I'm afraid of being pushy. I'm afraid of being insensitive. It's not pushy or insensitive to answer a question. If someone asks you, how, how do you keep your head when it is crazy here? Well, this morning I woke up and I spent some time in the Word and I spent some time praying and I believe that Jesus is with me and he gets me through this. That's not pushy. That's not irrational. That's not anything. That is a truthful answer to a legitimate question. 
How do you have peace? Why aren't you worried? Um, how do you manage your kids? Are you, yeah. <laughs> Any of those things that comes at you through the day, it's a truthful answer, and that is not being anything. And if someone is offended by that, that's on them. That's not on you because you were being truthful to them, and that's what we're called to do. And it's likely that long before you are ever called to answer any questions or to share your faith, the first thing you will be called to do in people's lives is listen. Because most people need to talk. They need to tell you before they're ever ready to hear from you. So you need to, sure, be ready to share, but you need to be first ready to listen. As you're present in people's lives, listen to their story. Listen to what's going on in their life. Listen to the highs, the lows, the, the insignificant. Listen to it all. And then you will have your opportunity to share your honest, truthful answer. Most people uh, really like to hear their own voice. And so if you're ever unsure, just ask a question. Just ask a question. That's my trick. So, okay, I've given it away, but if I'm ever talking to you and I just start asking you questions, it's maybe, it's also, I'm very curious about people, but it might be, I just don't know, so we're going to do some questions now. <laughs> Someone in our church who um, I think does being present very well is Tamara Smith. And she's going to come up and share with us. Tamara and Matt um, have been with us. She'll tell you a, a, not even a year, eight months, six months, something like that. Um, and I've had the privilege of getting to know Matt and Tamara. And I think that they are um, the real deal when it comes to sharing their faith. And I've asked Tamara to come and share with us a little bit about how she's doing it, what it looks like for her. Um, because I'm not an expert in case anybody didn't know. Uh, so we're going to draw on some other people today. So thank you, Tamara, for joining us and being willing to do this. I'm not an expert. Oh, are we turned on, Walt? No. This is my fault. I told Tamara that it would be all turned on for her. There we go. I didn't hit the right button for you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Introduce yourself to the people. Yeah, like Pastor Aaron said, um, my husband Matt and I moved here last May. We have a child, Stuart, who's three, and we really enjoy being in Kitchener now. We've really gotten used to the big city. We moved from Manitoulin Island, so big change there. Can you hear me now? <laughs> um, I've lived in many different places of the world. I love cultures and languages, adventures, being out in creation, and, and really deep conversations, hearing people's journeys, that gives me a lot of life. Awesome. Can you tell us a very broad question? How do you share your faith? What does it look like? Yeah. Um, first of all, I will just say that I'm definitely up here by the grace of God. <laughs> this is an area that I have struggled in in my life as well, and I'm very much still growing and learning, and especially being in a new context. Um, but I will just share what I am trying to do with the Holy Spirit, which is just be relational. That's who I am. I love, like I said, deep conversations. So I will connect with people through relationship just naturally. And I, I love how God uses who we are to share. Um, and so the way I share is very much through deep conversations. Um, I find, like you touched on this a bit and what you're sharing too, but 1 Corinthians 5.14 to me, the first part of it says, the love of Jesus compels us. And... Um, I'm sure many of you have had this experience too, but Jesus has changed my life. He has given me so much hope and purpose. He is the greatest treasure in my life. 
And so as I have been deeply touched by people from different cultures and different ways of life, they have helped me. They have given me their treasures of friendship, of help in my time of needs. Um, I desire to share my greatest treasure with them too. So it's really very similar to what you were sharing, Pastor Aaron, is yeah, there's a lot of hospitality in how I share, making sure people really know I care because I do. <laughs> I love them dearly. But then there's this place in this time where I know in my heart the love of Christ is compelling me and the love for them too, to start to share, to start to ask questions. And I think you touched on this as well, but asking questions is a lot of what I do. First, I've asked a lot of questions about my own faith and my own journey, um, and I still do. And I, I find that knowing the basics of our faith is helpful, but I also have come to the place where I don't want that to limit me, what I know and what I don't know. <laughs> um, so, yeah, asking questions in that area, asking questions of the people in my life, the acquaintances, the friends that I meet, whether it's a long-term friendship or just someone I meet in the park that we strike up a conversation with. Um, I think just really knowing more of their background um, you know, sometimes even within a few minutes, you're talking about, you know, what what is your spiritual life like? I mean, there, it actually can happen. <laughs> it's amazing. Um, and I'm not a bold person, but just as we, that kind of leads into another thing, asking the Holy Spirit, what is God doing in this person's life right now? And how do you want me to be used? Because he knows exactly where they are spiritually. He knows if they hate all Christians <laughs> or if they've had really bad experiences with Christians. He knows if they've been really seeking. So as we ask the Holy Spirit, he will show us. He'll give us stories from our own life. I use a lot of personal stories from my life. I find that that helps a lot to make it real because <laughs> it is. That's that's what overflows, right, of how he's changed my life. Um, other stories, too, will pop into my mind are illustrations that really will help people to be curious, create curiosity <laughs> that maybe they didn't even know was there. So um, one example of that is I was talking with a young Muslim man here in Kitchener, um, definitely out of my comfort zone. Like, um, so when I tell these stories, don't think of me as, you know, confident person walking up to people. <laughs> um, it's, it's very much, if I feel that prompting in my, in my heart, I want to do it. I don't always do it. I'll be very honest. I'm growing in this. But in this case, I was, I was shaking as I walked up to this young man. And we started talking, and it was going really well. And very quickly, the conversation turned to, to God, concepts of God and Jesus, and and the Holy Spirit just popped an illustration in my mind that I've heard before. Some, I'm sure you've heard of this too, some of you. But of how um, often the wind can show us a little bit of what God is like. And how we can't always, we cannot see God face to face. We cannot see him physically in front of us. But we can see what he's doing in our hearts and in our, in our lives around us. And right then, I mean... Talk about God meeting us in the place of walking in a new path, trusting him. There was a huge gust of wind in the trees above us. And this young man <laughs> turned around to his friends and he just yelled. He's like, you guys, listen, God is speaking. And I'm like, oh, this is good that you're showing up right now, God. <laughs> so, yeah, the Holy Spirit. It's all about the Holy Spirit. It's not about our strengths or our weaknesses. It's about asking the Holy Spirit, what are you doing? And saying, like we sang this morning, I want to be available. I want to trust you. 
And honestly, on the way back to the car, I was almost crying because I was like, I almost missed it, God. That was so cool. What an adventure with you. I'm growing, right? So That's awesome. Um, so I know you, you told me that story, and I was like, that is so brave. But I know you also build relationships with people that you get to know long term. What is the response to people as you you know, as you've had friendships over the years or as you're developing friendships and you begin to share Christ, what do you find the response of people is as you're obedient? Yeah. Um, it's, it's been various. You know, um, I've lived overseas um, a fair bit in my life. When I lived in Latvia, I found many of my friends were very open. It was a season of a lot of people seeking and many people wanted Christ, and they wanted that personal relationship. They wanted that hope. They were ready to just jump right in. Um, when I lived in a Muslim-majority area, I, um, it was a very different season in that area of the world and with my friends. And so I walked with you know, some of them for years, and there wasn't a lot of interest. But I think um, there was movement in their hearts. Um, maybe it, it, with some of them, I remember one person she thought, you know, all Christians, she had a stereotype in her mind, as we do of other groups as well sometimes, <laughs> um, that they were all evil. And I think there was movement, like, oh, wow, no. So maybe Jesus, you know. So I think um, knowing what God's calling us to and not looking at the, the results right in front of us is really encouraging for us to hear from God, like after we have different encounters, whether they're positive or whether they're really challenging um, when we're stepping out and sharing with our friends as well. Um, yeah, just knowing what Jesus is saying. Did we do what he wanted us to do in that situation? Um, yeah, and so here I had a, I've had an experience, uh, some experiences, um, I've been so blessed by the families we've started to get to know here. Just so much warmth and hospitality, and um, Stuart has friends, and it's just amazing. And one of the families we connected with the first time, um, and actually we are good friends with them now, but I just want to share the first part of what happened. The first time that I was invited with Stuart to their home, I felt a strong impression from the Holy Spirit, you need to bring a New Testament. And immediately I was like, no, not yet. Like, this is a very different culture. I don't know this culture. I've never lived in it. And, um, but I did it. And then when I got there, the husband was also present. And I'm like, no. <laughs> I don't, I've never even talked to him before. But again, as we chatted and had conversation, I just felt the Holy Spirit keep nudging me like, no, really, you need to give this today. And so I did, and to my surprise, like I would have thought maybe six months into the relationship we would start talking about some deeper spiritual things just because very different cultures and I don't understand this culture I'm getting to now. But immediately when I handed him the New Testament, the husband, he just was so grateful. And he told me his story. He just started telling me his journey. And um, he had had very little exposure to Christianity, but one thing had happened in his life when he was a boy, and, but he never got to learn more. And so he was just like, thank you so much. And from that point on, we've had wide open conversations about spiritual things. And so I, I just share that because sometimes in our longer term relationships, we think, okay, I need to wait more, I need to wait more. And sometimes we really do. 
because we, we want to have genuine friendships and we don't want to in any way people to see we're trying to, um, you know, preach to them because we're just sharing our lives together with them. But sometimes the Holy Spirit has a different timeline than us. So just checking in and, and asking, am I holding back? Am I supposed to break through this fear? Because mm-hmm. maybe God's already prepared their hearts too. So. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing with us today, Thank Tamara. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Can we give her a huge round of applause? She was so brave in sharing. Thank you. I hope you found that as an, I got to have a longer conversation with Tamara. You're all jealous uh, about what she's doing. And I was so encouraged. I know um, she doesn't claim any of that credit for herself, but she is open to the Holy Spirit working in and through her. And that is what we all need to do be open to the Holy Spirit moving in and through us. We're going to hear, uh, watch a video now from G-Day. Those of you that don't know G-Day, he's um, one of our youth leaders here at the church. And on our last Alpha, uh, I started getting all these registration emails from a bunch of people I didn't know. I was like, oh, this is amazing. This is so great. I'm so excited. People are coming to Alpha. And it wasn't until the first or second session that I realized they were people G-Day had invited. Because G-Day had signed up to do the class too, and he, I didn't. I'm like, oh, G-Day's going to do it. That's fantastic. And he will tell the story, but G-Day took another approach. Tamara took this very personal relation approach, and G-Day took the approach of just inviting friends because he was having trouble always finding the words. It is not one size fits all. It is find your path that works for you. So let's watch this video as G-Day tells his story. Hello, my name is G-Day. I've been going to Freedom for about two and a half years now and I am also one of the youth leaders. The amount of people I invited to Alpha, I want to say I invited around uh, seven or so people, maybe a couple more. I just had this calling in my heart and I remember as a, when I was, you know, coming up in the faith and I was getting more mature in my faith. uh, When I first was a little bit immature, I thought, please God, don't let me have to you know, share my faith with people. I just want it to be personal with me. But then as you get more mature and as you really read the scriptures and you, you, you're able to discern what the will of God is, it, it says, it's clear, make disciples of all the earth. Go into all the nations and make disciples of all the earth. So that scripture, that verse was very imprinted on my heart and I just felt compelled the response from my friends was pretty good. Um, I did get a lot of text backs. So, uh, the response I got was very much of curiosity. I would definitely invite my friends again because Alpha, as the uh, as the name kind of suggests, the start. It's 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 the basics, right? It's just the it's the beginning, and a lot of people, but they have uh, maybe misconceptions about Christianity and misconceptions about the faith and. The Alpha series is very good at just bringing everything back to basics and speaking the language of uh, the people in the world, speaking it in a way for uh, them to understand and for us to understand better as well. My tips and tricks for people who are thinking about inviting others to Alpha is really just pray for, for courage about it. And really, I guess the only thing I could say is just do it, you know, just just go for it. And it's going to take a little bit of a little bit of bravery, a little bit of boldness. Um, but you might be surprised at the answers you get. You might think it'll be negative, but from what I got in my experience, it was overwhelmingly positive. So if you have doubts or you're on the fence about doing it, just 
just get out there and do it you know grab your phone send a text or maybe if you're chatty you know call your friends up or you know message them on Facebook or something but just just go for it doing the alpha course with my friends I think was very helpful because they were able to have someone that they knew in there and it wasn't just like they were in this group of strangers in my opinion I think that might be the best way to do it is if you do invite someone you know make that commitment to to stick it out with them and just come alongside them if uh, you're someone who's shy about talking about their faith I would definitely recommend doing it via the alpha program because the people who make the alpha program they're um, very linguistically talented if you will uh, they know how to put stuff in you know plain English that most people understand and it also takes the pressure off of you when it comes to uh, talking about faith and talking about Jesus and talking about all these different things and uh, you know you might even learn a thing or two and it'll help really just uh, facilitate that conversation so um, I would say if you're someone like me and you're a little bit shy about it and you don't know how to approach it, you don't know how to tell your friends about it, um, about your faith that is, uh, then definitely try it via the Alpha program and hopefully that'll give you a bit more courage and give you some more things to think about and uh, uh, things that you can use in your own personal ministry with your friends when you actually talk to people. I would say um, my relationship with those friends that I invited, it's it's close to the same but there's definitely that door open now so I had a comment from one of my uh, my friends saying hey you know I'd love to talk with you more about this stuff and that was something I uh, I, I didn't expect too much I, I had a, a little feeling but um, for him to just reach out to me and say hey you know uh, this is something that I, I want to talk about with you more and I'd, I'd love to have conversation with you um, and then another one um, that I invited. We had been talking, you know, briefly back and forth uh, uh, about faith and and about Jesus, and uh, same 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 deal with him. Uh, he he is now, I would say, definitely more more curious, more open, and he's he's kind of going in on his journey. But uh, with my yeah, with my friends, I went. I, I would say there's definitely that door that that's uh, that's been cracked open. Maybe it's not all the way open yet, but it's definitely cracked open. One of the taglines to Alpha, or one of their promotional taglines is, when you don't have the words, just invite. So whether you're where Tamara's at and you're in the relationship building stages with some people, or maybe you've been in relationships for years and you're just not sure what the next step is, why not invite them to Alpha? It's starting on Tuesday. It's an excellent, excellent program. It's well done. And you can come and do it with them. And so they have a friendly face. Uh, I it was really wonderful to have G-Day with us and to have uh, the people that he invited to continue building those friendships and relationships. I have one more story that we want to share today. Um, and that is, sometimes we're afraid and sometimes we're nervous. And sometimes it feels like, I don't know what to say. Am I making any impact? And if you guys know Jack, who goes to our church, you know that Jack is, uh, I don't know if he feels really confident all the time about it, but he's very obedient to sharing his faith with others. And um, he had a long-term friendship with Frank, who has been coming to our church now for a little while. And Jack was faithful in sharing his faith with Frank and being present in his life and taking the next steps when it was appropriate. And I asked Frank if he would share his story about how he kind of started coming to the church and how his relationship with Jack uh, was part of that. So let's watch this video. My name is Frank Hoff, 
and I've been going to Freedom Church since uh, June 2021. So I have a friend Jack that I worked with uh, for about 11 years and on and off we would talk a little bit about God. Um, it was a scary conversation because there's so many things that you know you don't know about and the wonderful thing about Jack was he took the time to go over the concerns I had, the questions, all those hard things that you kind of shy away from asking anyone. You know, you're terrified to ask those questions and uh, he was kind enough to sit with me and talk with me about them and really sort of point me to scripture and um, you know show me how to use the Bible and understand the language of the Bible which can be daunting at first. I'd always been looking for God. I think that I'd always been looking for God and I feel like I failed or I just couldn't I couldn't get there you know uh, whether it was the education part or location you know the right the right time the right education the right background um, and so when the opportunity finally presented itself, I said yes, and immediately I wanted to call up and say, no, okay, no, I made the wrong choice, you know. Um, but I said to myself, I'm going to stick with this because I, I have this feeling that there, you know, I knew God was there. I just, I couldn't find it, you know, like find Him. And uh, it was really tough. So, you know, when I finally did start going through it, as uncomfortable it is to talk about, it, uh, it got better over time. I said, there's no way, you know, I'm being, I'm, I'm going to be dragged out to church because it's just a whole pile of people I don't know and, you know, I'm, I'm worried that they might judge me. Um, you know, and I'm very outgoing, so you imagine for the average person, you know, they might judge me, but uh, he said, well, okay, that's fine. We'll go around and look at churches, uh, maybe in Cambridge. And I said, well, you know what, if you're comfortable with the people you know, maybe I'll go there just to go to a church. And, you know, when I arrived, um, Everybody was so nice, like, and, and they're still nice. It's funny enough, right? Six months later, they're still nice. They're still wonderful, but yeah, it's, and you know, the, the interesting part about Freedom Church, though, is the people are very real. Like, you know, they're honest about the things in their life. Um, the biggest thing I have to give kudos to the group about is there's not, there's not a lot of egos. There's a lot of talent at this church that I see, but they don't make it about themselves, and it's, it's very well understood that the blessing that is in their hands and in their hearts is from God. So I think that you have to go to them where they're most interested or they're most concerned. You know, um, for me, I truly believe that my understanding of God or care or want to find God started when I had children. It's the struggle was, I believe in God, but how do I learn to live with God at that point? And that was the struggle that I, you know, sort of went with until I kind of said yes to Jack and started going to church. You know, I, I really want to encourage anyone that doesn't read the Bible or listen to the Bible. Like, I mean, the one thing about nowadays is it's so accessible. We have the uh, YouVersion app, um, but I think it's so important to read that because that's where the truth lies. You know, I think a lot of people stay away from church because of bad experiences, maybe people that weren't too kind to them, all those experiences, but the Bible is truth, you know? So if you believe in that, you know, you can't fail. That is the best starting an end point. So of these three, thank you, Frank, for doing that. That was excellent. Um, of these three stories or three people that we heard from today, there is different approaches, different techniques, different ways about doing things, whether um, you're approaching people in the park and sharing about Jesus like Tamara because you're feeling the leading of the Holy Spirit, whether you're inviting friends to Alpha because you've been present in their life and you know there's a next step and you're not sure how to do it yourself so you're going to invite, or whether you're Jack and you're having conversations at work and that's where you're at. You need to find the way that God is calling you to share 
the truth about Jesus because we are all called to share the truth. I'm going to ask Matt to come back and we're going to just close with one song. Um, I want to I wanna just share this one last story from Nikki uh, as we close and it says this. A man was walking along a beach in Mexico and he saw on the beach tens of thousands of starfish and the tide had receded and they'd been left all these starfish out in the heat and they were lacking oxygen and they were drying up and they were dying. And this man noticed that this little boy was going along the beach and one by one picking up a starfish and throwing it back in and picking up another one and throwing it back in. And the man said to him, kid, this is going to take forever. There are tens and thousands of these. You can't save them all. It doesn't matter. Just go about your day. And the little boy picked up another one and threw it in, and he said, I bet it mattered to that one. <laughs> and isn't that the truth? You are not responsible to save the entire world. You are not responsible to save your entire workplace. You are not responsible to tell every single person that you meet about Jesus. You are responsible for the one because in that person's life, it makes a difference. And you know what won't, you don't know what will happen? You don't know who that person will tell and who that person will tell and who that person will tell because that is Jesus. He will use your obedience to then use their obedience to then use their obedience. You know, the apostle, the disciple Andrew, he was one of the first ones to come to know Jesus. And he came and he found Jesus. And you know what he did? He went immediately and went his gotten bread got his brother and brought his brother. He said, you have to come. You have to hear. You have to hear this good news. Do you know who his brother was? Peter. Do you know who Peter is? He's the foundation of the early church. So Andrew was never going to be Peter. He was never going to reach the entire world. He was never going to form the early church. That wasn't what Andrew was called to do. Andrew was called to tell Peter. You are called to tell the Peters in your life. You are called however you want to do it. Invite them to Alpha. It starts on Tuesday. If they can't come this week, we're actually going to miss a week, but it doesn't matter. The first week is skippable. Invite them. Come with them. Tell them at your lunch off in the lunchroom, if you're allowed to do that anymore, on Monday. Call them. Be present. You are responsible to tell the one. As Matt leads us as we close today, he's going to sing the song, I Am Available. And I'd like you to ask the Lord, who do I need to be available to tell this week? Who are you calling me to tell? Who is the Peter in my life that I need to reach? Let's stand together and ask the Holy Spirit to give you a name, to give you a name of who you can reach.